This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. We want to remind you that it's only a few months until you get those sweet, sweet Robert Hag hits back in your life. So close. Craig, was it a lifelong dream of yours to to get a piece of the aggro crag from from guts because your name is Craig? It was not a lifelong dream. I because I, I already I got it when I was pretty young. When I was a person. Oh did you? Yeah, yeah. You climbed that mountain? No, I didn't and you climb got the it. aggro crag? No, I didn't, I didn't climb it. I just I just stole it. When I went you stole it? it? Yeah, yeah. How did you steal it? Apparently with the Disney. They were like, uh, make this quick. Went in there. Uh took a little trunk. That was it. You got by Mo, the the referee, and Mike O'Malley, the Michael Thaddeus O'Malley, and stole a chunk of the aggro crag. Uh, what a life! Let me lived. answer this in the most Michael O'Malley answer I can. Uh, yes, dear. That is how, <laughs> how I got past the guard. If I did, weird when you see Mike O'Malley show up on like a, a comedy show these days, and it's like. The host of Guts. <laughs> I find it weird that Michael O'Malley has work ever at all. I don't really think he, I mean, he's fine. I just don't think he's like, uh, I didn't really think he has enough of a unique personality to last at all in Hollywood. He's been, he's been doing things for like over 20 years now. It feels like, you know, it's that Guts appeal. I guess so. Everybody was just like, oh, the dude from Guts. And then you just keep putting him in stuff, <laughs> which makes sense. Cause <laughs> you know, that was on, we're all grown up now. The, the people that would have watched that. So now they're in charge of directing TV shows and movies. So it keeps getting work. It's not a bad deal. Craig, how many IMDb acting credits do you think Mike O'Malley has? You got to pull it up. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, I'm going to say 47. Get the good old Andrew McDonald. Wow. Wow. You're pretty close. Yeah, well, I know. I look at it daily, oh, wow. so I should have had it. But what is the... Uh... 50. Oh, okay. I hope he just I just breaks half a hundred... Or, yeah, half a century mark and just calls it a career. I mean, what do you get guts, yes, dear, and a cameo spot in uh, Parks and Rec? I think you're kind of done. Right? So, Craig, there's actually a very... Very special flyperbole tie-in to Mike O'Malley because I'm looking at his uh, IMDb and his top four known for. Number one, Meet Dave, a really terrible Eddie Murphy movie. (laughs) Number two, apparently he was a regular on Glee for six years. Oh, okay. Number three, he was in Sully. Okay. So, All right. you know, that the, the movie about Sully, the, the Sullenbergster. Yeah, yeah, planes fly, flyers. Yeah, I got it. All right, keep going. Planes fly and planes let it. And number four, your fly purpley tie-in, Mike O'Malley was in the film R.I.P.D. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. I didn't watch R.I.P.D., everybody, but <laughs> <laughs> I do know the joke, well, so. R.I.P.D. Craig's R.I.P.D. joke. 
no, well, that he took from comedy. We are not gonna, yeah, we're gonna keep pushing that out there. What are you talking about? That's not going anywhere. We are not gonna RIPD the RIPD joke. Only Jeff, it once Jeff Bridges comes on flyperbole to say that the RIPD joke is done, then we'll stop saying it. I would love to have Jeff Bridges on front of the show, bring him in, and then, then we'll find out just how many questions Jeff Bridges can stand to hear about being the dude. <laughs> so Jeff, uh, can you talk again about Lebowski? He's like, well, I'd really like to talk about new, my new project. Well, Jeff, come on, come on, come on, buddy. Lebowski. Yeah. A- anytime he's holding a cup, they're like, is that a white Russian? Dude, is that a white Russian? Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst jokes ever. When you, when you did that Stella Artois commercial, you didn't actually drink the beer, right? You drank a white Russian anyway, right? Right? He's the dude. <laughs> yeah. Lebowski, we're, we're right? funny people. These are funny questions, right? And that was when Jeff Bridges shot Craig and Steve. <laughs> so look for the episode of Fly Parable. He's going to come on. He's going to put the last a, one. Yeah, he's going to put an end to that joke, and then he's going to put an end to the podcast. So uh, big promise, probably not going to fall through on, but you guys will keep listening. Hopefully, it's called a hopefully. tease. Yeah, keep bringing the people back. Well, uh, of course, be sure to listen out for Flyperbole from Beyond the Grave, the sequel podcast that we will be recording from the afterlife. Yeah. They call it Purgatory, where (laughs) Steve and Craig podcast for 20 hours at a time. I mean, I'm not not against it. I don't know if you saw Bill's idea for a uh, six-hour podcast on a bus, and I would drive the bus around. I don't know if you saw that, but... uh, (laughs) I had that going. Yeah. <laughs> I say we do that, and then we do the uh, twenty-eight hour dead deadcast marathon. Although I think deadcast is the name of a uh, deadspin's podcast. So, at uh. least one person from BSH Radio and Flight Verbally will die on that bus ride. At least one, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of us. Oh, if I'm driving, I'll... it's one of us or Bill. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Steph and Kelly are not going to kill one of us oh, or that's how we're gonna in die. that long of a time. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you just meant like it's going to get. I, well, I mean, I'm driving, so I was going to say all of us. I mean, be, yeah. you know, the odds are not in our favor in that respect. We're gonna, either, it's going to be we're going to be an hour in. I'm going to chime in on like an argument about Ryan White. And I'm going to turn my head and then we're just going to veer off like a side of a, a side of a mountain side of a cliff. We're just going to go flying to our deaths <laughs> so that's Craig's like no 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 the Corsi I gotta look this up and then Craig looks at his phone for one minute and it's it's basically Toons is the driving cat all of a sudden and we're in a flaming wreck at the bottom of a mountain yeah I'm just like wait the year he had 11 goals and I'm just gonna and then we're just gonna go flying careening to our death yeah but uh so big plans uh you thought a lot wasn't gonna be happening with this podcast over the summer but we got some uh, deaths and a couple celebrity spots to uh, to advertise. So big summer. Don't go anywhere. Best. Don't let this show that will the biggest talking point apparently is Scott Lawton uh, arbitration filing. But uh, don't let this you know persuade you from uh, listening, not listening for the rest of the summer. It's going to be good. Don't let this persuade, persuade you, you from listening into listening. Don't let this episode make you think the rest of the summer is going to be good. This is definitely. We got a lot. There's a lot. We got a lot to unpack here, Steve. A lot's going on in the last week. So I 
I mean, you want to get right into it? You want to talk about the big news? The thing that might make or break the Flyers this year? Oh, I cannot wait. We got to dive right in to this big news. Steven, a little less than three weeks on July 30th, Scott Lawton will have his arbitration hearing. Oh, oh, man, that is make or break. That is do or die. Who knows how the fate of the Flyers will be determined by Scott Lawton's arbitration hearing? Because as we know, he is the ideal to see for this team. (laughs) I was going to say, it's a... Considering he is slotted to be the fourth line center next year, I really don't know what the difference in opinion is going to be for how much they think Lawton should make. Uh, but as it stands right now, via Dave Isaac, quote, while a deal isn't necessarily imminent, Flyers and Scott Lawton are in the same ballpark. would be very surprised if it actually got to July 30th. Uh, things with connecting and pro-raw remain in a holding pattern. So that's fun. But uh, more to Dave's point, uh, the Flyers currently have $14,967,421 in cap space. Still have to sign Provorov, Konechny, Lawton, and uh, NAK. They're all RFAs, though. Whoa. Uh, and the- NAK? That guy is going to command so much on the open market. I am... I just want him to hold I'm out. I'm worried. I'm worried. I want him to hold out over, like... $100,000 be like, no, I'm going the free agency. That's a huge Listen, story until December. I have demands, and you're going to meet them. <laughs> I'm N-A-K, bitches. I feel like uh, I feel like this one, well, I mean, after the Proveroff situation is obviously the biggest one, but uh, I think this is the only one that was kind of surprising. N-A-K, that's obviously not going to be a thing. Connect me, I think they're waiting until they figure out the Proveroff situation, and Proveroff is pretty much just it's a staring contest between the two sides right now, so I don't think they're gonna budge anytime soon. But uh, yeah, Lawton, it sounds like they'll probably get something done uh, before then. Uh, this is gonna be his third contract, uh, and his second contract was for the last two seasons where he made $962,000 a season. I, I was waiting, I was definitely waiting. <laughs> For something that wasn't thousand dollars, like I was waiting for nine hundred and sixty-two ruples. Nine hundred and sixty-two sliders. He gets paid in burgers at the end of every year. He's a real. He gets paid in burgers. I mean, that's what I've yeah. always assumed. Yeah, guy just likes good old uh, mean bun. So, uh, but what else here? Uh, he had thirty-two points this season, twelve goals, twenty assists, eighty-two games, one hundred and thirty shots on goal, and he averaged fourteen fifty-one time on ice per game. Those are all career highs for him. However, he did have a 26-game and a 14-game goal drought this season, which is pretty fucking impressive. I, it's impressive that you pull off one feat of 14 games, but then they also have two. It's pretty... I also wrote, I wrote that player review of Oscar Lindblom this weekend. I forgot he had a 30-goal game, or a 30-game goal drought this year, so... Jesus <laughs> wow, Oscar up. Lindblom with the NHL record. Yeah, the, this fucking... It's a... It's the it, summer, folks. It was a uh, what? Well, oh, did I say thirty game, thirty goal game? <laughs> yes. Okay, I was like, I was like, I didn't say anything. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. I, if he scored thirty goals in a game this year, this season would have been a lot better. I don't even care if they missed the playoffs; it would have been, yeah, yeah. But one of our guys scored thirty goals in a game, so it really all didn't matter. But uh, he, so his underlying numbers: so out of one hundred ninety-three forwards this year that played nine hundred five and five minutes. Uh, he his forty four point twenty two Corsi four percentage ranked one hundred ninety first, so pretty bad. 
ahead of just Chris Tierney on the Sens and Luke Glendening on the Red Wings. Uh, he's had some pretty shitty uh, Corsi 4 percentages in the past as well. Uh, his Corsi 4 per 60 of 50.06 ranked 189th. Uh, Corsi against ranked 184th. Expect the goals for percentage numbers weren't any better. And uh, he routinely has a pretty shitty relative Corsi 4 percentage. Uh, he was minus 5.6 this year. Uh, last year was 2.29, but he was negative. He was negative 3.83 in 2014-15 and negative 3.91 in 2015-16. So he had one good year last year, and that's when we fell in love with Scott Lawton. And we were saying that he should have been the first line center this year and not Sean Couturier. That's how we got into the debate with the uh, guy on the iTunes reviews. Scott Lawton's best year was last year. Uh, but I think... Like, overall, he is a f- average bottom six guy. My whole thing with Scott Lawton is, like, get both sides of this argument. I mean, for him, he was drafted. Team kind of looked like they are going to give up on give up on him, put him in the AHL for the 2016-17 season, kind of honed his game, became a penalty killer for the team. Hasn't really been set up for success over the last two seasons. And then this year, he goes out and sets career highs in all of his numbers. He probably thinks he deserves more money than they're, they want to give him, obviously. And they are going to argue that he uh, hasn't been producing much. And they're probably going to talk about the uh, lack of numbers and how his underlying numbers are all kind of uh, not fantastic. So I get why this is kind of heading towards arbitration, possibly. But I really don't think the separation and how much... Like, I don't know what the difference in the, in the cost could be. It, like, if they go to arbitration, it's going to be... It's got to be like 500K. We could be talking about tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, like, because if they're paying over $2 million for Scott Lawton, that feels like an overpayment. I, I feel like he's got a, he's got to be like 1.5. I feel like that. I don't even know what the comparables are. We'll probably get more of that over the next couple of weeks, but I really don't know what, I, I don't know what the, the difference in the two sides could be. But that is, uh, that's it. That is the big. That's the big news. Will the Flyers give Scott Lawn the money he wants this summer? Steve? This is pivotal. Steve, what are you thinking? Oh, geez. I, I, I think the Flyers need to hold strong. You can't pay Scott Lawton anymore. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, want, oh I hope he, I want, I want, I kind of want Fletcher to trade Lawton for another fourth line center that is worse than Lawton and the trade doesn't make I want another Tyler Pitlick trade but for the center I just want him to do that with all the fourth line forwards and then in See, August I don't want this because it sounds like something he might do <laughs> he, he could because he I, did it yeah he absolutely did <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, th- I I don't know I feel like this is also just a a way to kind of push us off and then maybe they figure out something with Provorov for the next couple. But I don't know. You don't really need, like, his, Lon's contract is not going to be big enough that it's going to gum up the works here. Provorov's deal is the one that's going to be the one that makes everything kind of uh, put the wheels in motion, I guess. But he. Oh, yeah. And he's probably looking, like, Provorov's probably chomping at the bit right now, just looking at the contracts being handed out and going, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, I mean, what was it? Alex Ayafalo. And we'll run through all the uh, arbitration hearings in a second here. Because, oh, again, yeah. Can't wait. July 10th, people, so get excited. But uh, Alex Ayafalo, uh signed today. 
and he signed for two years, two point four two five million a season. I think his numbers are kinda similar to Lawton, but I think he was in the top six last year for the Kings. So that is, I don't think that's really gonna. That's really not that relatable to Lawton. I mean, if they're paying him two point four two five million, that's yeah, that's an overpayment. But uh, Scott Lawton. Here we go, Steve. I'll, I'll transition this. Scott Law, one of 40 cases that are set to go to arbitration. Five have already signed. Uh, as we said, I follow it with uh, Los Angeles. Malcolm Subban with the Kings, one year, 850K. Zach Sanford with the Blues, two years, 1.5 million a year. Cedric Paquette, uh, two years, 1.65 million with the Lightning. And Ryan Graves, one year, 735,000 with the Avs. Uh, I'm not going to run through every single case, but uh, they start on July 20th. A couple big names on the 20th, actually. Uh, Jordan Bennington, Brock McGinn, Jason Dickinson, Joel Armia. Uh, and I think there's a couple big names there, though. Uh, and uh, out of all of the 35 remaining cases, you got Jacob Truba, Bennington, Sam Bennett, uh, Dave Riddick, Dave Riddick, uh, who is not. I don't know. They he's a starting goalie, but that's a pretty interesting case uh, overall. Just because he, I mean, if he if the Flames really wanted to, they could maybe turn the Cam Talbot as their starter for next season. Which Flames are an interesting team in that sense. But uh, uh, yeah, and good luck to you if you want to yeah. go ahead and uh, ride that. I mean, it could work out great. Cam Talbot chose to go there. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, I think he's going to have a good 2019-20. This is the only reason why I was really pushing for Cam Talbot because he's falling into the the laner role of he needs one good bounce back here. Like he just needs one year to prove that he can be a starter again. And I think he's going to go balls to the wall next year and have a, a fine bounce back season. So that's the only reason why I was pushing for him to be the backup next season. Because then after that, I mean, hopefully in two years, one of Sandstrom or Ustamanko are actually on the team and they can just be backing up. Hard heart. Uh, Buffalo and the Flames are the two teams that have four players going to arbitration. Uh, Remy, Eli, Linus Olmark, Evan Rodriguez, and Jake McKay for the Sabres. Sam Bennett, Ryan Lomberg, uh, the Dave Riddich, and uh, Renette, Renette Valiev for the uh, the Flames. So, as you can see, uh, a lot of these players really don't fucking matter. Like, Valiev, I think, too, was traded from the, the Leafs to the Flames this season. I don't think he played I don't think he played any games in the NHL. Maybe he did, but I uh, will say, I mean, like Jake McCabe. He may or may not have played Lomberg. in the NHL. Who knows? Yeah, who, let's, uh, who, let's hear this. Yeah. Possibly know. Yeah. I but, I mean, the, one, the only one for the Flyers is Lawton. And I think, I'm trying to think back. I remember Braden Shen actually went, I, Braden Shen was scheduled to go arbitration for, in 2016. I don't know if he actually went. I don't think he did. Uh, and then 2017 and 18, I forget if players. I don't. I don't think any. I don't think any flyers went through arbitration, but we'll have, to, we'll have to check. I'm sure somebody did, but it wasn't. Or I'm probably like not thinking of somebody right now. But I mean, that's uh, that's it, folks. A lot of uh, a lot of paperwork for middling NHL players right now. It's uh, it's July, baby. I, I, it's uh, there's nothing. It's the there's, good stuff. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. There ain't shit going on. Uh, we, you want to talk about All these I mean, I am excited. I'm excited for people to come after me for, for stating that NAK is not that important because <laughs> when they come after me, 
the NAK equivalent of the Morin Mafia is going to be fantastic. The <laughs> NAKGB. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, first of all, that's gold. You should know that. Also, the the Morin Mafia, I don't... If he doesn't play this year, are they still going to be... Yes. If he's not in the NHL this season, are we still... People I, love Sam Morin. I know. Think I of the just, potential. He could be 50 years old, having never played an NHL game, and people going, but that size. <laughs> yeah. He's now, so theoretically, let's see, he's 2013. Uh, he's 24 now? Is that right? He's 24, and he still hasn't played regular time in the NHL. And people are still, look, I know, you know, players, you know, uh, progress at different rates and everything but six years and it's still i don't know that's a fucking lot of hype for a guy that is probably going to be a bottom pairing guy anyway we'll see think of the potential <laughs> he's so i'm still i still like the idea that bill threw he's, out there last he's week 23 he's 23 he's going to be 24 in two days oh well sam Moran, happy birthday thanks for listening i know you're a big fan of the podcast <laughs> Big fan of the podcast. Of the Definitely podcast. listening and going, these guys know what's up. I Well, last week, uh, Paul Fenn had that sweet comment about Tuccarello and how a stick is like a lizard or something weird. And it made me think of when he had that to- comment about tall people at the draft. So just fucking send Sam Marin over there. Like Bill will say, just send Sam Marin to the wild for like Matt Dumba or Jason Zucker. Marin for Zucker. There you go. And that's how you improve this team without it. Wouldn't that be something? I'm sure that's very realistic and something <laughs> that will definitely happen. Steve, are you enjoying your summer? You sound you ha- you you sound happy to be here. What's going on? How's your how's how's life been? What's going on? How's life been? Is that <laughs> is that what we're talking about? How's life been? It's been fine, Craig. It's been fine. I haven't gotten to the haven't gotten to the shore as much as I should. <laughs> Are you? How often do you go to the shore, though? Not nearly enough. I haven't been this summer yet, and it's it's halfway go, through. So you go once a year, though. I go like I probably go two or three times a year. I never. I. I mean, obviously, I am not a fan of the beach. So I think I went <laughs> to Ocean City for. I went to Ocean City for a bachelor party this year, and then. I, I can't. You were like, this is enough. Yeah, I was like, this. Uh, I got this checked off for half a decade. I'll, I'll swing back around in like 2023, see what's going on. But I, I had a topic for you, Craig. Ooh. I had a topic. It, was, it wasn't quite beach related, but uh, as we know, your your stance on on marinara sauce that you you don't enjoy getting yeah. too much. Of it. Lay it on me. Go ahead. Yeah, I like. Where do you come down? Okay. Where do you come down on the amount of sweet and sour sauce they give you? With sweet and sour chicken for for Chinese food. Ooh. Because they give you they do give you a, a metric amount. fuck ton of it. They give you like an entire bucket of sweet and sour sauce. Um yeah, but see, here's the thing. They usually give the bucket to you, right? Right. They give you a big plastic Fine. bucket Fine. of sweet and sour sauce. But the problem is who could conceivably use anywhere close to that amount of sweet and sour sauce to eat that <laughs> eat sweet and sour chicken or pork. Like so, you have like okay. right, maybe right. a tenth of it. So maybe right. a tenth. You're right, but here's the thing. 
you save those. My fridge is just filled with that kind of sauce right now because you save it, use a little what? bit, you just you you use it, you keep coming back to it. See that that I don't mind because that's at your discretion. If they brought out the six gallons of marinara to my table, and they're like, "Here, pick out what you want. We'll take the rest of it." That's fine, but it's them physically putting it on and putting on the way too much of it is the thing that drives me nuts. See, if that was the sweet and sour chicken, but they put on five pounds of that sauce and then just shipped it out to you and I'm like, oh yeah, you're gonna like this meal. So you're welcome. Give us money now. <laughs> I would that would be different than them giving you the tub of it so you can use it the next time you get sweet and sour chicken or just throw it on random food. I don't know. See that I that's different. That's the thing though. Like marinara I can combine with other food. Like I get a regular ass piece of bread dipping in some marinara. It's yeah. fantastic. You, literally the only thing it's you can only <laughs> well it, anything deep fried like, yeah, yeah or yeah. a chinese deep fried dish so uh crab rangoon mm. yeah. sweet and sour chicken sweet and sour pork and those little crispies you get with the wonton soup what are your what are your i i've my go-to for chinese food forever has been crab rangoon and sesame chicken what are your go-to's for well, this is this is why we podcast together. This is why we're friends because that's, oh, that's on, one of my go tos, right? Hell yeah! There. Yeah, there you go. It's I go either sesame chicken or general so. Yeah, I mean i I've just been sesame. I, I can't remember the last time I had something else besides sesame chicken for lunch. <laughs> for when I get Chinese food for lunch, like literally every day, <laughs> just go out and get sesame would chicken. Be. That would be a problem if I just spend years, and years just every single day. Interventions are like, Craig, look, we know you like Chinese food, but I mean, every day, like every single day. <laughs> the delivery man's coming over and going, Craig, I don't think I can deliver this to you in good conscience. Family members have just arrived to my house after not answering phone calls or, or texts, and it's just me with like. That sweet and sour, like sauce all over my face and the jug, just the tub of it on the floor, just all spilled out. And they're like, my God, it strikes another one. You just have sesame seeds all over your living room. People are <laughs> gathering around and go, we're worried about you, Craig. This is like you're having you're having a sesame chicken intervention. <laughs> is he making Big Mac buns or what is this? Why are there so many? <laughs> <laughs> making big yes that's my side yes. hustle so then i can get enough money to buy yeah so i can tip the waiters at italian restaurants to not give me that much marinara hey if i give you a five spot can you uh hold off of the marinara <laughs> no, no, not hold off just be like can you give me the right amount of marinara that hey, just for, the... <laughs> if you say hello to my friend mr lincoln can you maybe uh be considerate about the marinara Sometimes I look to uh, just slide them change. Maybe that's why they give me more. Because I'm like, hey, uh, you hold off on you the uh, marinara there. You give them five gold dollar coins. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I just I slide a quarter across the table. They're like, you know what to do. So, uh, you know, bring it out with uh, not a lot of marinara. So maybe I'm that's why. I'm imagining they... you taking a full change jar <laughs> and sliding that across. Like, you'll figure hey, it there out. There you go. Yeah. There you go. If you take this to a coin star for a small fee. You can figure out how much I just tipped you. <laughs> what is the... Do you ever use the Coinstar things? Have you used the no, Coinstar I things? used to use... I used to use TD Bank had a free one. Mm. I, I don't know if it was TD. I think it was when it was... Uh, this is this is me being an old head here. Uh, Commerce Bank. Commerce Bank had a free one, and it was great. Uh, I don't... 
I feel like TD started adding a fee for it at some point. I don't know. I gave up on TD Bank many years ago. Wait, they gave you? They started giving you a fee even if you were a member of TD Bank. See, I don't remember because oh, okay. I just got rid of them because they were giving me Good. fees for like literally everything. Yeah, like, All right, I gotcha. Oh, uh, you got money in your account? Yeah, we're gonna take some. <laughs> You've got uh, just the right amount of money in this account for us to take it out. So. <laughs> ooh, ooh! You went spot. five cents. You went five cents under a hundred dollars on your checking account. Yeah, we're gonna take five bucks. Thanks. <laughs> that was my favorite back in the day. Like uh, during college sometimes was when they would send you a like an update. PNC would send you an update if your bank account hit under a hundred. And just like, all right, well, I don't need to know that. Like, I, I'm aware. Thank you, PNC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to just tell me I don't have money right now. Thank you. I don't have money. I know. I'm very aware. I'm painfully aware yeah. that I don't have money. He's like, hey, you know you... And, uh... Oh, you've taken more money from me. Now I have less money. And then if your balance goes under, you're like, oh, oh uh, no, okay, I have zero money. Oh, you just took more money. Oh, no, you're taking more. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why does the number keep going negative? And then you cry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, it's trying is usually a it's a day to day thing, it's a daily thing with me, so it's not really <laughs> daily yeah. thing. Time yeah. for my daily cry. Give him a good cry and look up some uh, advanced stats for hockey, and then uh, that's pretty much it. Time to go Betty bye, baby. That's a full full twenty hours for me. To go Betty bye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of the app. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we'll figure out the I, yeah, I like later. the app you have in mind right now. Hopefully you okay. go. Yeah, we're going to keep this surprise. We're going to yeah. keep this surprise. Uh, okay. So you want to, so, yeah. Go I ahead. actually, I wanted to veer back. There is a little bit more hockey to talk before oh. we can get to our, our batch updates and such. And such. And such. So your first topic on our shared sheet that we use for, for podcasting <laughs> or podcastitude is how places outside of Philly view flyers next season. Yeah. So I saw these two articles and I figured because there's nothing else to talk about, we'll talk about these two things. Cause one of the articles kind of uh, epitomizes what we were trying to, I guess, lay out last week and is it, it, uh, it is Sportsnet's rankings, uh, of the off season power rankings of the off season free agent signings, draft picks, trades, whatever team, what teams have done the best this off season, obviously. So looking at it, the flyers after everything they've done, uh, I believe Luke Fox wrote this. Uh, he ranked the flyers 19th. Again, a lot of stuff went on. You can see how it works. Not really inspiring though. 19th makes sense to me. I pulled out a couple other teams that are ranked here. And I picked out every team in the, the Flyers division. And uh, to kind of show that the teams that really sucked are the teams that improved the most. And then the teams that really are going to be competing with the Flyers for a playoff spot kind of got worse. So uh, the Rangers were first. Devils were second. Caps were 24th. Pens are 26th. Canes are 28th. Blue Jackets are 29th. Islanders are 31st. Islanders are 31st. Without the, without the the idea that they're supposed to come down from last season too. That's literally just with roster transactions. That's not based yeah. on. That's not based on you rode Robin Lanner and Thomas Grice to the postseason and kind of got a lot of breaks. 
So that's the Islanders. Blue Jackets, as we know, lost everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, in fact, shocked that the Blue Jackets aren't dead last year because they yeah. lost everybody. And they went from a pretty good top of the, the mediocre pack team to, man, I don't know when they're going to make the playoffs again. Yeah. I mean, they have a decent amount of young talent, but like this, I don't know, this this year I don't see it really. They might be in a world of hurt for the next couple of years, yeah. I think they might be. I have to look I, at their I, roster. The I Islanders, I, I kind of agree with. I don't know. I almost feel like 31st is a little harsh. I'd probably flip-flop I, I agree. the Blue Jackets and the Islanders. Yeah. Um, like the... The Penguins, I, I would actually flip-flop the Penguins and the Hurricanes, too. Because at least the Hurricanes, thanks to the worst offer sheet of all time, got Aho back at a, a pretty good rate yeah. for four years. Yeah, and they... They had Morozik and McElhaney going into the season. Now they're going in the next season with uh, James Reimer, James Reimer, and uh, Morozik again. And I think that was their big point was their goaltending was in flux or something. And I don't know that's really true. But everything else, I I don't really think the Hurricanes. Uh, I think the Hurricanes are going to be fine again next season. They may have not done a ton, but they. I mean, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and it wasn't really a I mean, this postseason was dumb, but the Hurricanes advancing, I don't know. Hurricanes over the last couple of years, they just got goaltending, they would have been this kind of good, in my opinion. Well, and I think. meanwhile, the Penguins are, are listed ahead of them, but the Penguins traded uh, away yeah. one of their best scorers, got it back a, a pretty good player, but they traded away, like, they traded away Phil Kessel. And they still have and- Jack Johnson. <laughs> Right, and, and they traded away Kessel for cap space to do exactly what? Sign Brandon Tanev. I really, I, yeah. All these, the, the positive thing, though, is all the, a lot of the division is in the behind the Flyers somehow. They're below the Flyers in this. But that kind of, you know, I think you mentioned it last week, too. It, it opens up the, like, the Flyers have a chance to make noise this year because of the way, this all season has worked out in the directions of the rest of the teams within the division. The Rangers and Devils could be very good in a couple seasons. I don't think it's this year. Maybe it's 2019-20. Probably shortly after that. Because they did. I mean, the Rangers got Panarin and Truba. And they got Kako. The Devils got Hughes. And they got P.K. Subban. And we have to say Simmons, even though he's not anywhere near what he used to be. Um, Who's more worrisome between the two of them right now? Future? Devils or Rangers? Right now. Right now. Right now, I think I'd say Rangers still. I think. Yeah, you think the Rangers? I I mean, is that mostly due to the goaltending edge? or? Panarin's pretty damn good. Um, I I mean, Panarin and Kako added to that offense is going to be pretty good. Uh, And overall... I feel like the Devils have a little more immediate talent. Maybe, but I mean, it's like their scoring is going to be Hall, Hughes, Paul Mary, and then like what? Like Coleman and Miles Wood? Like, like maybe, Coleman? Maybe Heesher? Yeah, and Heesher too. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, Heesher, yeah. Like Coleman and Miles Wood too are like, they're good players, but they're not, I, I'm, I don't know. Like they're fine players, but they're not anything that really like build up the devils for it. Like that's not what's going to push them over the edge. Those, those players are becoming better, I think. Uh, but I, I don't know. I would say the Rangers right now. 
but really i i don't know i think it's just because they they looked fine they looked better this season than the devils and the devils it's not like the devils have enough NHL. i mean we looked at the devils roster towards the end of that season i know that's like not what they're going to start the season with but i really don't know if they've P.K. Subban is a huge ad, and so is Hughes. And again, in a couple of years, I think that'll be better for them than right now. I just, I don't know. I, I think the biggest, I still think the Caps are the, probably the biggest threat in the division. I think the Penguins are the team that's probably made themselves, the Penguins and the Blue Jackets have made themselves noticeably worse, I think. Oh, yeah. Blue Jackets painfully worse. But, like, I, I really, I, the Penguins just, they're, they're doing subtraction by addition, in a way, because they just keep adding on. Let's think about this culture change for a yeah. minute, Greg. Let's talk about culture change. If they change the culture of losing a loser like Phil Kessel, a loser, a guy who's never won anything except a couple Stanley Cups for them, they are 100% making the right move. What a loser. Nah, I agree. But, well, Phil Kessel's... Now we can love Phil Kessel again, at least. That I'm grateful for that. that I'm grateful for that. Phil Kessel yeah. is weird, pudgy American hero. He is, he's an oddball. And we like oddballs on Flight Purple. We like these these unusual NHL players that the media just loathes. And I, I'm I'm sad that we don't we can't like PK Subban anymore, but yeah. I'm happy we can like Phil Kessel now. That is true. Does Phil Kessel remind you of Toby Flanderson at all? I mean, I, was thinking about I can see it a little bit. A little bit. Very, yeah. He is just, I feel like Phil Kessel and Toby Flenderson probably talk about the, uh, about the same. And I feel like people on the office inexplicably hated Phil Kessel. And I imagine a lot of people inexplicably hate Phil Kessel. So, so in this analogy, Steve Simmons is Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Yeah, which probably checks out because I think he even has. Phil Kessel is the worst. Uh Steve yeah. Simmons just sees Phil Kessel and he goes, no, God, God, no. Why? Why? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was going to, yeah, that's, that's how I'm picturing it. I think if you put a side by side, they would kind of, their faces kind of look alike too. If you look hard, hard enough, you can see it. But, uh, but it, okay. So you're, you're talking about the Rangers and Devils. Rangers have five less wins and four less points than the Flyers last season. And the Devils had six less wins and ten less points. Now, I know it's a new season. I know the things all the teams have added. But I think that kind of shows you how far away the Devils and Rangers should theoretically be from making the postseason. Because think about how fucking bad the Flyers were last season. Think about how (laughs) much nonsense went on with the team last year. The GM and the coach get fired. There's all this organizational turmoil. They're trading players left and right. Rearranging how everything works. And they still did better than the Rangers and the Devils, who had pretty ho-hum, non-confrontational seasons. Like, that's just what they were. The Flyers hit a wall early. Everything went to hell. The entire outlook and approach of the, the season and the future kind of altered, it looked like. But these two teams were just, that. that's what they were. And I really think they still have, I think both of them have too many holes to be playoff team i don't know I, the rangers i feel like could be a wild card but i really i will say we will see uh also the panthers are fourth 
And they also had the Oilers 15th, which I, I thought was just, it was kind of cute to say. Just funny. Oh. Yeah, like anything that they do in Edmonton is going to matter. They added Connor <laughs> McDavid, and it's still, there's really nothing else you could do to fix a team besides add Connor McDavid. And it's still not working for the Oilers. So we'll see what happens. I want him to demand a trade so, oh, so bad. I feel like if he gets, if he gets traded from the Oilers, I feel like the league would have rejected. <laughs> I feel like, like, no, we can't do this. Yeah, because Hollow would do something dumb. And he'd be like, oh, I'm trading McDavid back to the Red Wings for uh, Abdicator, Luke Glendening, and uh, Danny DeKaiser. And Batman just can be like, no, of course not. You're not doing this. <laughs> like, it's like the commission of like a fantasy league yeah. for <laughs> when like clear collusion is happening and the commission is like, I can't do yeah. this. <laughs> McDavid for raffle. It's like no, it's, obviously there's a little bit going on here. So, uh, and then also, Embassy uh, Sports uh, Pro Hockey Talk put out their list of five non-playoff teams from this past season that they think make the playoffs in 2020, and the Flyers were on there. They said, "Quote: The Flyers got off to a bad start last year for a few reasons, but none more obvious than their mediocre goaltending. Once Carter Hart came into the picture, he managed to settle things down between the pipes. Avoiding a sophomore slump will be key for him if the Flyers are going to get back into the postseason. But they clearly have a talented enough roster to get themselves in. Man, I so I saw this and I realized that my biggest fear for next season is just a Carter Hart uh, sophomore slump. Not him getting injured." Just him having a bad year because then it'll open up the door for, oh, is he what we really think he is? And then it just results in the team having all the problems that they had this past season. And then it's just another insufferable year from everybody around the Flyers. <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah. Uh, the other four teams were the Panthers, the Canadians, the Blackhawks, and the Rangers. And then also the Devils got an honorable mention. So there you go, Steve. Talking about I the, feel uh, like, uh, the other the other four mentioned that's a for me a yes maybe no no yeah they just were like i i think the panthers are definitely going to make it between coach q bobrovsky um who's the other did they make another addition they added uh strawman and Connolly, um and that was pretty i mean they've I mean, they already had a really their Barkoff, top two center situation is yeah, one of the most enviable in the entire league. Yeah, Barkov and Huberto are pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, and so is Trocheck. Yeah, so they're. Yeah, I can see. I can definitely see the Panthers making the postseason. Uh, I, I mean, it's. I think it's still might be for a wild card because the top three teams in their division are still the Lightning, the Leafs, and the Bruins. Uh, uh, Canadians. See, the Canadians had a really. They just missed the postseason. I think they were one of the top play-driving teams in the league. Everything clicked for them last season, it felt like. I feel like they're going to kind of regress this season. Maybe not by much, but I think they are a little bit. I don't think the additions they made are going to... Um, they were, I mean, they really didn't make any additions. I was thinking about the Aho offer sheet, and they did not <laughs> add Aho. So, uh, I, maybe they make the playoffs, but again, they're going to have to fight the same teams that the Panthers are going to have to fight. I think I'd take the Panthers over the Canadians, maybe right now. July, maybe we'll see how that works out over the next two months. Change feelings on the other 30 teams in the league, but Chicago, uh... What did they do in the offseason to to warrant a turnaround? 
they did bring in Laner. So instead of Cam Ward and uh, an often injured Corey Crawford, it's going to be Corey Crawford and Robin Laner. So that does help them a little bit in that. They had, we'll see. They had, I don't know. I, I Laner had a, a great story last year. Soccer. And he's very talented, but I just, I don't know, man. Well, they also, uh, what else did they do? They brought in Dahan, and then they added, uh, uh, I think they added somebody else on defense, I forget. D, I will say, no, I agree with you with Laner, though. I, if he's the backup next season, though, I think they, I, I think going from Crawford and Ward to Crawford and Laner is a huge upgrade, even if Laner's numbers decrease a little bit. Like, if he's your backup, but he's still putting up, Oh sure, Ward nine thirteen. I mean, Ward's <laughs> fucking horrible. Yeah, that's the thing, and that was their big problem last year. Was Crawford got hurt? I think Crawford missed a bunch of time as usual, and then Ward just came in and did Cam Ward stuff. So if you take that out of the equation, I I can see them making the playoffs again. I mean, I don't think they're going to be a powerhouse. They're not going to be the old Blackhawks, but I think I can I can see them making the playoffs. Uh, I will say though, the Alex Nylander for Henry Yukaharjo trade just doesn't make any. Uh, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a really good trade for the Blackhawks, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the I mean, the best thing in the Blackhawks' favor is the fact that the the bottom of the West is just putrid. Yeah, yeah, and that's the yeah. I mean, the because they were still pushing for a playoff spot towards the end of last season, and but so were the Coyotes, and like yeah, so everybody was, was pushing. The, the, for oh a yeah, that's spot. Right, like the Flyers right. still would have yeah, been in the yeah. race. I forgot about that. Literally, everybody in the Western Conference was alive in like late February. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What a fucking <laughs> terrible conference. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that is, uh, yeah, so pretty much I found these two pieces of uh, writing on the internet. And as we know, the internet's just full of correct opinions. And they uh, back up <laughs> what we were saying last week. So, again, we are correct in our analysis. A hundred percent. Always correct in our analysis. Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to talk about uh, two more hockey things I really want to talk about real quick? Well, oh, wow. Actually, you know what? I'll just throw up. Mike Sullivan got a four-year extension, and Jared Bednar got a two-year extension. Uh, I don't really... I thought we could talk about that, but I really don't know what to say besides Mike Sullivan's a good coach. It is kind of annoying that Mike Sullivan and Barry Trout are both in the same division as the Flyers, but... It is, but hopefully crazy Jim Rutherford can... I was going to say... I'm hoping a combination of Jim Rutherford continues to make just poor decisions. Like, he came in, made some great decisions, won a couple cups... And the past couple of years, this dude has lost his damn mind. So hopefully that continues. And I'm hoping we'll finally start to see some some wear and tear on Crosby and Malkin. Yeah. Well, I was going to say. Because that's what it all comes down to. It all comes down to Crosby and Malkin at the end of the day. Yeah. And as we uh, highlighted while they were getting swept in the postseason, they're getting old. You know, the father time undefeated. I don't think Crosby and Malkin are going to be the ones that defeat them. But we'll see. Uh, and you know they're they're in their thirties. They're getting old. They're getting gray. Losing a little bit of speed, as we saw in the postseason. Uh, losing a little bit of strength. Uh, maybe they lost a step. Who knows? But whenever, uh, hope yeah, I was gonna say hopefully Jim Rutherford and uh, Lou Lamarillo just kind of keep hampering the Penguins and Islanders' possible success. Because obviously the two coaches there are pretty damn good. So hopefully Jim Rutherford and Lou Lamarillo can keep going. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's bring in Brandon Tanev forever. <laughs> let's sign uh, let's re-sign Tom Kunak. Well, these are guys you're gonna win with. That was the thing. That was the big thing why they were ranked 31st too. Uh, the Islanders. When I was reading that Sportsman <laughs> article, was they added that the loss of Valtteri Filippo will hurt them. So yeah, Barry Trotz 
probably deserved to win a couple Jack Adams for what he did last season. Looking oh, at that. Phenomenal coach. Yeah, that the fucking best. coach. Or that fucking team, yeah. I mean, second second to Big Al, of course. Big Al, best coach in the league, as we all know. Big Al, best coach. Second Big third, Al. Second to third coach is currently not head coaches. They are assistant coaches for the Flyers. Uh, and then second Big is ass probably... <laughs> When are they dropping their first uh, rap album? Ah, it's got to be before next season. I, I I think they're waiting for Cole Beasley's sequel album to drop first, and then, ah, okay. then it'll happen. Just like the rest of us, yeah. Yeah, we, we got to get Sorry Not Sorry Volume 2 first, and then. <laughs> sorry Not Sorry. Uh, and then the other... <laughs> I, the sorrow. I just wanna... Sorry, not sorry. The sorrow. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. We're sorry. Our our apologies. We actually are sorry because this the... is a terrible, terrible album. <laughs> I just want to talk about things worth of bullshit. <laughs> these three, these three signings together, uh, because again, one of them proved something we were talking about last week. Man, they may. Uh, then the other two were on the flyers this past season. So I just wanted to throw out whether or not. You'd rather have them or Tyler Pitlick slash would you want to have them as one of your third line uh, right winger? So Nick Cousins, uh, still in the league somehow, signed a one-year, $1 million contract with the Canadians. I shouldn't say somehow. Another ex-flyer to Montreal? That's Yeah, so that's why I wanted to talk about this too because Mark Bergevin. That's bonkers. Yeah, and his hard-ons for bottom six flyers still going on. He signed Phil Veroni and Nick Cousins this offseason. And also traded for Jordan Wheel last year. Dale Weiss. <laughs> Dale Weiss. The Dutch Gretzky. He, this, the Dutch Gretzky. This is a man. I I mean, I'm excited to see what number Tyler Pitlick's going to wear for him at the end of the season or next year. I don't know. But also, if Scott Lawton. Scott went, Lawton. Scott Lawton. I was going to say, when Scott Lawton and the Flyers duke it out and separate the, over $100,000, uh, he'll be the fourth line center for them. So I'm excited. But uh, Nick Cousins, seven goals, 20 assists for 27 points in 81 games last year. Uh, and honestly, he he's always been a fine play driving forward. He's fast. Like, there are things to like about his game, but dude just doesn't produce. And also, I really just don't have time for his off the ice issue so uh but i did find it interesting that at five and five last year for the the coyotes which we already said they almost made the playoffs last year he had the second most amount of time at five and five uh for a coyotes four behind clayton keller he played 99 or 995 minutes and three seconds and had i mean he had pretty good underlying numbers but i still can't believe that like i, I can't believe he was the, the second most amount of time on an nhl team that's amazing he was he didn't get a ton of time on those twenty sixteen seventeen flyers and they were bad. But that's uh so yeah, anyway, Bergman's still in love with Flyers uh forwards. Uh Danik Martell also signed a one year deal for seven hundred thousand dollars. Split time between the NHL and AHL last year. Uh didn't play much in either, probably because the lightning snagged him off waivers and then realized that it was gonna be real hard to get him to the AHL. Uh they did though. Uh, but he had two assists in nine games for the Lightning and one assist in four games for the Crunch. Should have kept. Yeah, and then uh, Bailey, Justin Bailey, who signed a one-year $700,000 contract with the Canucks. I forgot to put down the team. Uh, one assist in 11 games last year for the <laughs> Flyers. He had 28 points in 54 AHL games 
last season. But out of those four, uh, Cousins, Martell, Bailey, and Pitlick, which one would you prefer to have on the fourth line wing? I think out of these four, I think I would lean Cousins, even though I'm a big Martell fan. But uh, I, you know, I like Martell, but more as like a, a third liner sheltered guy. Yeah. I, um. Hey, you know, I'm I'm kind of torn. Like Cousins is a pretty good, just all around scrapper kind of guy, but uh, I almost like Bailey there just to have a little size on the fourth line and. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. We're talking about yeah, fictional a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, whole uh, fictional bottom six situation. Yeah, I think I would put. Uh, I think I would just take Tyler Pitlick over maybe Bailey. Bailey was. I will say Bailey was a little bit better than I thought he was going to be, but I really, I don't know. I can take or leave Bailey. Martell, I used to really like, but I, I just don't think he's going to be. I mean, he's small, which isn't the reason why I don't. Or I think it is gonna play a reason why he never breaks it, but I also don't think he makes up for it by having any kind of uh, tenacity. I don't think he's really a physical guy. He doesn't really, I don't know, doesn't really battle it out for pucks or anything. It's kind of hard to get the puck when you're like five foot three if you don't have any kind of physical presence. So, and then uh, we just talked about Nick Cousins and uh, Tyler Pitlick. I'm still, yeah, Tyler Pitlick. So anyway, let's make fun of stuff. Let's make fun of. Uh, this fucking Bleacher Report photo, or like oh montage, or whatever the hell it was. So, so first of all, congratulations to the U.S. Women's Team for winning the World Cup. Awesome accomplishment. Did the country very proud, and yep. just awesome group of women. Fantastic. So not so awesome. Bleacher Report celebrating this, and they have deleted this tweet since then. Because it was They put out the weirdest. <laughs> weirdest celebratory tweet for this just saying like do you remember what the tweet said i think i forget what their the hashtag was for the woman this tournament i think it was one team one nation but that's all it was was just hashtag one team one nation and then this picture in the picture i'll tell you what it, it, it was something so in the foreground you have the u.s women's team mm-hmm. but then in the background you have yeah Rump taylor swift will ferrell oprah Brad Pitt, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Ellen, Will Smith, Iron Man, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise specifically in Top Gun. In Top Gun. <laughs> Captain Marvel, Jennifer Lawrence, Jay-Z, Zac Efron, Michael Scott. Michael Gary Scott is in here. Jesus. Zach Ertz, which that one almost makes sense because his wife, Julie Ertz, was on the team. Sure. But almost. <laughs> Andy Samberg. And it looks like specifically Andy Samberg from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. A bunch of people from Modern Family. Is that the entire cast? Of Modern Family? Peralta. I forgot Andy Samberg's name real quick, but yeah, Peralta. That's definitely Peralta. Yeah. The entire cast of Modern <laughs> Family. Minus, minus the French Bulldog, of course. Yeah. Uh, minus the most important part. 
I mean, this is at least a 40 French bulldog long poster. <laughs> so this that's just a, a damn shame. And uh, there's J. Cole. I think Billie Jean King. I think that's the one in the top right. I don't know, though. Yeah. Uh, also, be- there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Also, because I took because I knew they're going to oh, let's not forget the entire cast of Friends as well. <laughs> yeah. In their Friends prime at that. Like, I had- it's not what they look like today. Like, this is. This is Matt LeBlanc in like 1997. <laughs> I do. Okay. I, they obviously just did this to get people to talk about Blue Jay Report, right? There's no way they put it out there fully believing that they were just like, yeah, people are going to love this. We're not going to hear any shit about this. This was just for any kind of PR. Any kind of, yeah. Or what do you think? I guess so. I, I, I guess like I can't, fathom why this exists i, I was gonna say I, I i simply can't there's no way that one person made this another human being looked at it and then said yeah yeah let's do that and tweeted like i feel like there's no way that transpired but i don't know i guess maybe <laughs> that's a fucking i don't even know how you come up with that idea i i'll just and how you come up with who's on here yeah that's what i mean None of it makes sense. Also, I feel like the combination of friends and modern family is just a weird. There's like they picked out even like just weird shows for like, I don't know. How they not get? I guess they were just going is for that a reason. Just one kid from Stranger Things, by the way. Just just one. I believe it is. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> but this. At least they had the good sense to separate Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt on opposite sides of the painting. So then the whole painting get the Brangelina effect. But I think, so with the advice of Kurt uh, from the site, uh, unfortunately you all know Kurt, Kurt uh, he threw out the idea that Steve and I tried to piece together uh, what the Flyers painting equivalent would look like. And Steve, I have some names. Uh, I will run through them if you'd like. But you tell me, if you if you have any, you throw them out there. Okay. I don't want to take. I, I have a few because I, I know you. Yeah, I know you do, and I know you can think of some real quick. And I don't want to, you know, take credit for all of them, but I will. So just you know, voice them. Uh, uh, you want me to start? You want to go back and forth? You want me just to just start listening off? Something? You start. I'll interject wherever I deem appropriate. First and foremost, Dave Boreanaz. Probably gonna be of in course. the middle picture. Yeah. He he should actually be twice the size of anybody else on here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they should just have the painting. It's just actually just him at him painting this picture is what it is. What right if now. what if everybody is in the eye of David Boyle <laughs> in this picture? <laughs> and it's just like Bones. Maybe a new season coming soon. Bones is off the air, right? I don't need to actually... I assume it went on yeah, for about, cares, like, yeah. uh, you know, 25 seasons. Yeah, we don't need 26 seasons of Bones. Sorry, Dave, if you're listening. I know you're a big Flyers fan. Uh, okay, uh, Dancing Shawnee. Of course. Lou Nolan. Chris Falcone. Do you remember who Chris Falcone is? I'm not asking that as a... I no, okay. I don't. Chris Falcone is the guy that fight fought uh, Ty Domi at the penalty box. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so a true American yeah, hero. Yeah, so American hero. <laughs> American hero and Patriot uh, Chris Falcone. All the people who uh, beat up that devil's fan the one time. Are you talking about the infamous picture? Yes. You know, I was thinking about picking up the guy that was doing the backhanded left-handed punch, which is like the signature of that picture. 
I was thinking about throwing that guy on this list, but I was like, nobody's going to know what picture I'm talking about. And then I'm just going to sound like her. that guy. So that guy didn't make my list. That's a good one. I need to yeah, see. This is why, why we have podcasts. You, you came with that one. I was thinking of, I don't know if it's game three or game four of the 2010 Stanley cup final, but there is some crazy flyers fan after the flyer score goal that they cut to. And he is just screaming, not like cheering, but just screaming at the camera. And he's got, like full painted face, uh, like Flyers jersey on and everything, and I think he has like a head on a stick, like an Indian head on a stick, just screaming. And that's in that <laughs> that's in the highlight package. So that guy might make it. I was thinking about him, but I feel like with you know maybe 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 not. Uh, super. And don't forget, Craig. We also need to have the random in here because. The whole, oh, the whole thing it. that makes this Bleacher Report one funny is the fact that none of these people really belong. So, for instance, I think Michael Scott still needs to be on the Flyers version. Of this. I said Will Smith should be on both. Oh, Will Smith, 100%. I'll, I'll run through uh, my The entirety one. of The Roots. The Roots. Yeah, The Roots is a good one. I All of The that. Roots. Uh, I'm thinking uh, uh, noted Daily Bugle publisher uh, J. Jonah Jameson can appear on this. I was going to say Yuki Washington. <laughs> Yuki, yes. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> uh, the Hooters. The Hooters, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, both Hall and Oates, of course. Hall and, uh, Hurricane Schwartz. Uh, okay. But just his bow tie. Yeah. Uh, Ron and I will hit you like Jeremiah Trotter. Rico Bronia. Like John Belaris. John Belaris, the cast of the Goldbergs. John Belaris, John Belaris followed me at, at some point on Twitter. I don't know if he still does, but it, at some point, John Belaris was following uh, the Estee Bomb account. Oh, man. Well, you put I think away? he's you doing wanna... realty in Old City now. So. You want to take it easy? You want to quit showing off there? Calm down with that humble you know, brag? It's just a humble brag. It's all about J-Bo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might be getting to another J-Bo here. Friend of the actually. show, John Belaris, right here. <laughs> I was going to say, we're getting to another J-Bo coming up here. But, uh, <laughs> the, the cast of the Goldbergs, uh, Larry Poff, the, the Listen Eagles guy. and because, Bradley Cooper. Uh, along those lines, too, Jeff Garcia. Uh, I threw him. Both Bradley Cooper and Rocket from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're both Flyers fans. Uh, both the, the, ra- the raccoon character he voices as well as Bradley Cooper. I put Matt, and I I have no evidence to know that Bradley Cooper even likes hockey. I know he loves the Eagles, but I I have no idea if he even knows hockey exists. My last uh my last random uh one is I put Matt Geiger. He, he feels like a Matt Geiger. He feels like a Flyers guy, so I put him on there. Um, stomach, and then go Todd McCullough. Good Todd McCullough, yeah. The the pinball Spot. wizard you got himself. The better, yeah, damn, you got the better random old six. I mean, guy. that is the. They're both, you know. Yeah, they're both there. Uh, and I still had more. What if you guys put Matumbo on there? Just wagging his finger. Makes no sense, but he's there. Put him in the middle. We don't need Boreanis in the middle. Put him in the middle. Well, yeah. but, you know, you need Boreanis. Yeah. Come on. But you need Boreanis as Angel from Buffy. Like, just, <laughs> just like he's got like a duster on and like a little blood on his teeth. You know, just not not in Flyers gear, not as a Flyers fan. No, you need him as Angel from Buffy. <laughs> uh, who, oh, I put a super fan, Eric. I don't know if I said that one yet. You know who that is, right? Yeah. Super fan. He's the guy, shaved head. He's got the logos tattooed on his head. He's got the mohawk. You've seen, you, sure. you've seen pictures of him. All right. Okay. Shoulder pads guy. Shoulder pads guy. 
Uh, I said the Robert California. <laughs> I said the Braden Chen brawl lady. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I forgot about her. Remembered her. Uh, Leon Stickle, uh, sign guy, Lauren Hart, Derek Settlemeyer. I mean, Derek, look, if we're ever doing an all-time Flyers thing or collaboration or any kind of thing like this, there's always two names that are making my list: Derek Settlemeyer and Jody Hall. So yes, I have both of them here. Oh, so I mean, Jody Jody Hall for you is Trent Clatt for me uh, and so. John. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna believe who else I have uh, here. Trent Clatt. So there you go. I had Trent Clatt, Trent Clatt and Jody Hole in the same line. <laughs> speaking of Trent Clatt, make sure to secure your tickets for the 122nd annual Trent Clatt Invitational. It benefits Trent Clatt. It's a great cause. Please come out for this event that we host every year. Don't miss out. Is that time of year? Uh, if you miss it. That time of year. It's time for the Trent Clatt Invitational yeah, yeah. yet again. So, uh, yeah, so Trent Clatt will be in that panic. You can bring this picture to him and he'll sign it. And if you sign up today, you'll get a fly purpley t-shirt saying, I lost my shit at the Trent Clyde <laughs> invitation. Uh, Bill Cowboy Flett, uh, Dave Mustaine, uh, J- Dave Mustaine. <laughs> JJ and Jonesy, uh, uh, Coatsy. The, the little boy from The Shining in his flyer's jacket. The guy that almost cried after the Hurricanes goal in 2013. I don't know if that's a deep pull that I know a few people that listen to this will will remember. But there was, it was the most boring hockey game I think I've ever watched in my life. And I know many of us watch it. It was a two to one overtime loss to the Hurricanes, I think. Flyers down one nothing the entire game. Oh, no, it was 0 0 the entire game. Flyers went down one nothing with like eight minutes left, tied it up. Lost in overtime, and after they got scored in overtime, they cut to one guy who just had his hands oh, on the side I of his know head. That yeah. I took a great screenshot yep. of that one. So That's that one of my guy. most uh, retweeted tweets. I'm going to brag about this one. <laughs> I don't get a lot of like giant retweeted tweets, and this one blew up. I was very happy about that one. <laughs> and then That is an iconic Flyers picture. Right. That guy just losing his shit. <laughs> For a fucking overtime loss to the Hurricanes in October. So, shout out to that guy. Or November, whatever. Uh, then the last two guys, Steve, who I think are front and center. Randy J. Miller and John Bork. Oh, yeah, of course. But Randy J. Miller needs to be behind a desk. <laughs> yeah. the, the, his, Randy J. Miller's picture on this painting will be somebody taking a picture of Randy J. Miller surprising Drew with a picture <laughs> of his. That's what is going on, yeah. And then John Borick's got to have about 14,000 <laughs> pinstripes on his suit. Like the biggest, boldest mafia suit you can find for old J-Bo. Just, uh, just John Bork with a phone in his hand calling uh, to add money to his uh, Joseph A. Bank uh, credit card. That's what Maybe that... like a really classy MAGA hat on him, too. <laughs> Maybe. Just make the whole ensemble, you know? And, and speaking of John Boric and MAGA, that dude, ever since he got shit-canned over at NBCSN, has really just become just a, 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 just a giant turd on Twitter. He wasn't that great to start with, and he's really just let loose lately. By the way, uh, I think this is... A- you can consider this taking to, it to, 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 you know, it to the beach. Well, I was going to say, I think, uh, you know, it's funny. We started taking, we started talking about this 
hypothetical flyers montage or painting. And we felt we were doing it because of Bleach Report, but we were probably doing it because of Donald Trump. So that's a good that's a good joke, by the way. If, uh, if everybody will understand that one, the jump for so that's, Greg a good, that's a good joke. Knows his politics. Yeah, that's Looking a good joke. All week, people, and then uh, next week he, you can find Craig at Jackie's Joke Shack. <laughs> Jackie's Joke Shack. You can find Craig over at Jackie's Joke Shack. Be sure to show up. He really needs it. Uh, I have a game for you, Steve. Trivia. Five questions. You want me to lay them on you? We can go through these sure. real quick. Okay. We weren't going to do the full. Uh, that's that's the extent of the J-Bo. Oh, I uh, look the Boric. Do you have? Wait, sorry. I that's the end of my list. That's why I stopped talking. I see. Do you have others? Did I? Or are there any major? Oh gaps? no, no. I, I got my bit. Well, wait. You forgot the biggest one. I can't believe you forgot. Well, the biggest gritty. One. No, gritty. Of course, is going to be on there. Gritty's uh, in all of our hearts and souls. No, you forgot the biggest one of all. You forgot the full round trip to Flavortown, Guy Fieri. Oh, my God. Yeah, Guy Come Fieri. On. Guy, Come on. Guy Fieri would make it. Bobby Flavor. Guy Fieri. It. Um, uh, John Entwistle makes it. Uh, John Entwistle. John Bottom makes it. Yeah, you're forgetting the Flyperbole All-Stars. The Flyperbole All-Stars need to be on there. Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds in RIPD. <laughs> uh, Kurt Cobain. Uh Keith, Cobain. Keith Moon, Jimi Hendrix, all these guys. Just get active pictures of all these guys and we'll put them into the photo. That's all, or that's all we got to do. <laughs> Just what they look like now. It's not that hard. Come on. Am I missing? Not that hard. Yeah. Chester <laughs> Bennington. Uh, Chester. Okay, I'm done. I can't I can't list every musician that's we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> that's dead. Yeah. Uh, shit. Oh, yeah, my. anyway. Uh, oh, my. So this game, I got five questions for you. They're not at all good questions, but they're here. I'm looking at them. So you want to you go through this, big boy? Go through this bad just boy? Just don't call me big boy, and I'm in. Uh, I'm just going to call you strictly big boy for now. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this, I this, murder you. This is how the podcast ends. Not us getting murdered on a six-hour podcast uh, bus trip. It's by Craig, me. At this, point, at this point, I'm one step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break. All right. Well, then I will stop saying. I will stop talking to you about the uh, fuck. I'm the, I can't think of. A, it, I know what you're talking <sighs> about. There. I get the reference. Yeah, I know. I know what the reference is. I can't think of. Later. I mean, in the end, it, this doesn't. <laughs> We're all kind of numb. All right. So the first question, uh, Matt, <laughs> uh, Matt Colin retired this week after playing 21 seasons in the NHL. Accruing 731 points in 1,516 games for eight different teams. Steve, can you name four of those teams? Okay. Matt, Matt Cullen? Yep. Uh, this is one of those guys I always forget has been in the league as long as he's been, because who gives a shit? Yeah. I believe he won three cups. Who, who knew? Yeah. Well, I did. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't care. Matt Cullen. Oh, oh, legendary Hall of Famer Matt Cullen. Okay. I'm just happy that I'm getting worked up about Matt Cullen in the middle of fucking July. That's that's a win in my book. Four teams. What team did he just play for? Penguins. There's one. Wild. Wild or two. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Matt Cullen. 
Uh, <laughs> who, 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 who could even know? <laughs> you want me to just tell you? Siri, who did Matt Cullen play for? <laughs> um, was he a blue? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got one, two, two more Western Conference teams, and then there are one, two, yeah, four more Eastern Conference teams. I guess that math math makes sense because we've got two teams, one in each conference so far. So, do you want me to tell you? Oh my god, yeah, yeah, this is too many. Yeah, Ducks, Hurricanes, uh, you said Wild and Penguins, Panthers, Predators, Rangers, and Senators. That's a uh, what a career! Yeah, so that was a horrible answer for the first one. To see, but you, you got good. Four more here because <laughs> so many, so many shits I give about Matt Cullen. <laughs> the question number two: The Flyers have won a playoff series in seven years, tied with the Devils and the, the the Coyotes. Three teams have gone longer than these three teams. Which three teams have not won a playoff series uh, in over seven years? So, so you mentioned the Devils and the Coyotes. Devils right? and Coyotes have both last one in the 2012 postseason with the Flyers. Yeah. So after that, there are three teams that have gone long without winning. Oilers? Nope. No. When they won last win? 2017. 2017. They beat the Sharks. Jeff Thorne was all banged up. Yeah. Completely forgot about that. I don't blame it. That was the year Cam Talbot did pretty good. So that was, uh, yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, bully for him. Doesn't matter to any of us now, but yeah, that was the. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't even that long ago, man. No. Getting old sucks. That yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, da, 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 da. Who else? One is twenty-two sucks? years. One team, one last last one in nineteen. Twenty-two years. Yeah, Jesus. one team last one in nineteen ninety-six. One team hasn't won since two thousand four. One team hasn't won since two thousand seven. Uh, I. All of them are loosely related to the, or all have things loosely related to the Flyers. Uh, Sabers. Sabers last one in two thousand seven with Breer yeah. and Drury. And Danny Breer. And- yeah. yeah, so that would be there. That Flyers <laughs> linkage is uh, Breer. Yeah, that's twelve years ago. I think they won the President's Trophy that year too. I don't remember. Oh, they killed it. That yeah, year. they were great, and then everybody left. Never again. And they've been terrible since. Uh, so two more teams. One team. If this team doesn't break it. This season, they uh, they have to fire their head coach, and they got to move some pieces. Uh, they're both these teams are Eastern Conference teams too. Uh, the and both the last times they've won a playoff series in the same postseason, they played the Flyers at some point. I don't know if that helps either. Hmm. One team the Flyers played in back-to-back years. Uh, their last playoff game was a home game in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Is it Toronto? Oh, wait, hold on, Steve. <laughs> hold on. Now, who name one of the two teams left? <laughs> one of the two teams left. <laughs> Their last one was a home game in Toronto. <laughs> I didn't give it away. I didn't say anything. 
You didn't say anything about Toronto. I just gave context clues. Bro. And they'd have to fire their coach if they didn't win this year. Yeah. Well, that was before I said home game in Toronto. So in my defense, that was a little. The, 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 the Maple Leafs. <laughs> Maple Leafs is one. Last... The Toronto Maple Leafs. Their last play. See, Don Cherry's coming back for another year. <laughs> Inspirational. Everybody's happy about it. They, uh, the last time they, um, yeah, the Flyers beat them in 2004. That was the last time they won a postseason or a postseason series. They had won the first round, and then they lost in the second round to the Flyers. Uh, yeah, they shouldn't have team. tried to kill Sammy Kapanen. <laughs> One last team uh, won a few playoff series this year and has not won since 1996. They got pretty. They f- won a few playoff series this year. No, they, they no, 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 no. They won a few playoff series in 1996. They have not won oh, a okay. one since. They. Almost did it all in 1996. They are an Eastern Conference team. They've never oh, won Panthers. it. There you go. Stan- if part of Panthers, yeah, Panthers. never won a never won a Stanley Cup final game. This year might be the year they finally uh, win a playoff series. We shall see. Uh, three more questions. Over two. Three more questions. Uh, Robert Hag and Racco Gudis obviously led the Flyers and hits this year. Uh, Hag 258, Gudis 255. Who was third? He's a forward. With a, the Flyers? With 146 hits on the Flyers this year, yeah. Third forward, 146 hits. He, let me say this, he might be matching this stat in a few weeks. When he goes to make, when he goes in an attempt to try and make more money for himself. <laughs> so Scott Lawton. Scott Lawton. <laughs> Question number four. Uh, of course it's Scott Lawton because <laughs> he's a serial killer and he's just trying to lay hits out trying there to, and get his frustrations yeah, out. Trying to add to his body count. Yeah. Uh, so 0 for 3, number 4. Well, I, I think I get half credit for that, you <laughs> son of a... Alright, so half out of 4. Uh, along the same lines, six Philadelphia defensemen led the team in block shots last season. The forward, uh, the highest forward was ranked 7th with 60. Who had 60 blocks for the Flyers last year? But which which forward led the team in block shots? What forward led the team in blocked shots? He's defensive. Well, it's not Chris Vandevelde. It is not Chris Vandevelde. He is a top six guy. Uh, oh, wow. You... Was it Sean Couturier? It was Sean Couturier. There you go. That was a... Uh, and then the last one, unfortunately, uh, Greg Johnson passed away this week at the age of 48. Uh, I believe two days ago. He was a you, a former captain of the Nashville Predators. Uh, he was the Nashville, Nashville's captain for four years. His first season as Nashville's captain was 2001-2002. Steve, 41 players played for that team that season. Can you name five? Now, it's so 2001-2002 Predators. Early 2000 Predators, there are a few former Flyers on there. And then there are just guys that you should have an idea for that were on the Predators at one time. So I have a, I have up the list. Give me five. The o one o two Predator. You're asking me about the o one o two Predators. I Steve. I think you could do this. Look, it was Kimo Timonen on that team? That's one. Was Scott Hartnell on that team? That's good. That's two. Okay. Uh. 
There's two more other former flyers that you would not be insane that you know. Both defensemen. Uh, and then a couple forwards that you should just like you should just know because there were hockey like big name hockey players that played for the Predators. Uh big name one, hockey players don't play for the Predators. Come on. This defenseman has scored a few playoff goals for the Flyers. Uh he I believe had a hat trick. Was this hat trick in the postseason? No, I don't remember. And uh, the Delaware. other one's from Delaware. Andy Delmore. The other one is from uh yeah. Andy the other Delmore one is from was, Delaware. It was against the Penguins in in the playoffs. It was. Okay. Yeah. Was that the same game? The game they scored in overtime? No. No, no, no. That was the same series. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm thinking of uh yeah, Okay. Two thousand oh one oh two predators. Who Yeah, Teeman and Hartnell and Delmore. Um and then two of the the defenseman that was a former flyer was part of a pretty bad trade for flyers. Uh and then the one of their forwards that you should know was a part of a pretty bad deal for the Capitals. Um and then the other guy also went on to play for the Red Wings, I believe. Looking it's all up now, let me make sure I got it. But those would be this my big a, three. This is such a weird team to ask me about. I'm just like, <laughs> befuddled, completely befuddled. Uh, just give me one more, un momento, por favor, to to think about this. Okay, what sure. The, the two, is the two for like, there are two quintessential forwards I think of for going through all those years in Nashville without them winning a playoff series because they were like their two two of their better players for a while. And then they both just ended up going through a different team and retiring. But the they were in Nashville forever. And they were both very middle of the road guys that didn't really have spectacular careers. Oh wait, wait And again, wait, wait, one of them was Okay, so wait, the bad trade for the 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 Capitals, that was E Rat, right? Marnie Rat. So there you go. So that's four. So you got the defenseman from Delaware that played for the Flyers. And you have uh, one, the other forward that is very, I don't think you're going to get the other forward now. This might be tough. I'm trying to look up to see if this guy was actually part of a terrible trade now. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm blanking on anybody else on that roster. Uh, I'll think of David Legwand and Mark Eaton. Those are my two guys. Legwand and Eaton, huh? Mark Eaton's from Delaware. Uh, Mark Eaton was the Patrick Sharp trade, right? I'm losing my mind. I forget. (laughs) That's what I was trying to look up. I'm going to look up this roster real quick. This is a weird team you've asked me about. Weird team. Cliff Ronning led the Cliff Ronning. What a name Cliff Ronning was. was. That was a hockey player. That was a guy... Who played the sport? Yeah, but see, like exactly, he he was somebody I could not explain. Like he he somehow le- had less talking points than David Legwand. But even Deb- all I know is I'm looking at this roster, and by the way, Cliff Ronning was their top scorer that season with 49 points. Yeah, that's pretty bad too. Holy shit! Uh, they have a guy on this roster, and this is as an appreciator of names. This is an amazing name. Bubba Berenswig. 
<laughs> Bubba Berenswig. Oh, I didn't see what that. What the hell <laughs> is this name? Bubba Berenswig. Amazing. By the way, I do want to say the I why I made the Craig Johnson thing a question was because he was a, a captain. I think he played over a thousand games in the league. He was a Flyers draft pick. He got drafted by the Flyers in the second round of uh, 1989. And then he never played a game for the Flyers, but then went on to have a pretty uh, lengthy career. So I remember like years ago for some random site I was writing for, not like it wasn't uh, Broad Street Hockey or Flyer Delphi or Flyers Faithful. I think it was before that. Um, I looked up like players that were drafted by the Flyers who never played for the Flyers, but then went on to play like a thousand games or something and I recognized this name. So that's why I drew up the question. But still. Thought you knew your uh thought you knew your old Predators teams, bro. I thought you knew more than that. Yeah, I'm know? sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I must have blocked it all out. Yeah. That's I mean that's all right. I mean I I still love you. It's uh I'll get over it. Not a big deal. But uh let's uh you want to uh I do want to touch on the no, fuck it. Let's just do the batch update. <laughs> well, I was going to say, my well, because my computer's uh, still acting slow here. Well, what was it Matt Egbert? Egbert? Matt Egbert tweeted at us uh, how apparently Guy Fieri has been asked to be Ursula in the remake of The Little Mermaid. Or people were suggesting that it should be Guy Fieri doing it, and he has said that he approves of this plan. So hopefully, I can't think of anybody more qualified for the job. I honestly, I hope they do it. I mean, I just, I just want to see. The more Guy Fieri, the better. And by the way, as I, as I always say, I see all the tweets when you guys tweet at us. I see all of them. If I, if I don't respond to them, I still laugh. And I did enjoy the one that Kurt shared with us today of the Law and Order Flavor Town, you know, which is pretty good. But that's uh that's guy fiatti stuff. Uh welcome to Flavortown. Yada yada yada. All right, batch update, you ready? I've never been more ready for anything in my life. <sighs> Sounds facetious, but here we go. Uh <laughs> quote Hometowns Week starts at Pilot Pete's home in Southern California, where Hannah finds a bunch of condoms in Pete's Mercedes Benz. Pete Oh boy, you're in douche city, population Pete. <laughs> Pete takes Hannah for a ride in his private plane, and later they have a dinner with Pete's family, where they say a German prayer and eat Cuban food. So, oh well, that's just, that's uh, traditional. You know, you always uh, follow up German prayers with uh, Cuban food. That's that just makes sense. It's I'm and I'm glad Pilot Pete lived up to his namesake and flew a plane. I was gonna say, speak on this topic though, and this doesn't just apply to Pilot Pete, but this applies in general. If you're a pilot. I think you should only be allowed to fly planes. That's my opinion. If everybody is only allowed to drive cars, they can't <laughs> drive planes. You should only be able to drive planes and not be able to drive cars. That's one man's opinion. What about helicopters? What about helicopters? Uh, I say scrap helicopters altogether. That's just just get rid of them. Forward thinking. I mean, we'll lay, we'll work on that over the summer. <laughs> we'll iron out a plan to remove helicopters out of the equation. Just they're the literal transportation middleman. Yeah, I mean, if you want a plane, take a plane. You want to, you want to drive somewhere, drive. You don't need to. Actually, a helicopter is not the middleman there. Never mind. <laughs> I think a travel agent is the is the, the middleman. The middleman, yeah. Uh, I do like the combination of German prayer and Cuban food. That is, uh, it's quite a combo. But 
Well, it's the angriest prayer and <laughs> spicy Cuban food. So it, it all makes sense. It makes sense. Well, at least it wasn't Cuban good and junior good. Well, never mind. Uh, next up, we go to Tyler's home of <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. Tyler takes Hannah on his boat and shows her all the town's famous sites, including where Tiger Woods crashed his car and where Bob Kraft received his famous massages. So, Jesus. Jupiter does sound like a pretty amazing town. <laughs> Are, are, is everybody just getting laid in Jupiter? I don't in the, yeah, I guess. the most unsavory way possible. <laughs> the yeah, the most uh, headlines way possible. Just nobody, nobody in Jupiter, Florida. Nobody's having sex with their significant other. It sounds like everybody is doing it in the most illegal, shady way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next, uh, go, go back to it. Next is Luke Pither's hometown in Georgia, where he takes Hannah to a Bible study and tells a story. Oh my God. About finding Jesus in the shower again. Now we've all been there. Well, listen, if you walk into the shower and Jesus is there, you got to say, Jesus, <laughs> you got to wait your turn. But that happens. Well, I mean, in theory, Jesus is everywhere. So Jesus would always be, you know, with you in the shower. But that's neither here nor there. That's where Jesus needs to give me my <laughs> me time. I'm sorry, Jesus. You can't, you can't be snooping on people in the shower. It's just not. It's not a good thing to do, buddy. Like, you got to let me take my time, make myself all clean, and then we can hang out. But let me have this 10 minutes in the shower. Steve, I'm going to say this. I agree with you. I think the shower is just for me. No Jesus needed. Uh, that's that's my stance. Uh, I mean, is Jesus, like, really, is he going to? He's not See, I have like that that back <laughs> get that, yeah, that, get that that back washer thing. Yeah. He's just like washing your back. Like, oh, yeah, these are hard to reach areas, buddy. Yeah, if he can soap up the middle of my back, all right, we're talking. Uh, I'm open to so Luke P, yeah. the the pith man, uh, pithy. He's all about this Bible study. He's like, hey, I'm gonna impress you with the Lord. <laughs> hey, baby, <laughs> you ever hear a little book called the Bible? It doesn't. I don't think that line probably works at all. Uh, finally, getting back to the update, finally, we go to Jed's hometown. Side note, I forgot there's a guy named Jed, so this is, I love this show. Finally, we go to Jed's hometown in Nashville. Before dinner with his family, Jed says, quote, let me rip a cheers, end quote, and lands a wet fart of a cheers. What's a wet <laughs> fart of a cheers mean? Uh, pretty underwhelming uh, cheers, I would imagine. A, not a satisfying cheers, a pretty bad one. Cheers. Well, I mean, are wet farts good or bad in general? Oh, they're stinky. Okay. Okay. Well, it was a bad cheers. Yeah. It was a stinky cheers. I will say, though, quote, let me rip a cheers. That's a hell of a way to uh, approach a cheers. <laughs> let me rip a cheers. <laughs> I don't, I feel like he, yeah, he announced he was about to do something you don't need to announce you're about to do. I feel like that's. It's like a doctor walking into a patient's room and be like, all right, let me do this patient stuff. And then just going into interviewing the patient. Let me rip a blood pressure. <laughs> Later, both his mom and sister uh, dunk on his relationship with Hannah, saying it's a mistake because Jed's going to prioritize his music career. So uh, I guess that would be over the Bible, which, um, I don't know. I, that's, you know. I think I'm taking music over the Bible in terms of making money, but I don't know. Teach it up. Well, you know, yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but I lock money. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, shit. Okay. And then here's the biggest one, because I didn't see this beforehand. Hannah didn't send anyone home, so they'll all be going to Greece for fantasy suites next week. Period. What does this mean? End quote. I don't fucking know, dude. We'll find out next week. <laughs> That's the beauty of this. I have no clue what this means. I forget there was a guy named Jed. Like, I, Greece, uh, I get the Greece part. I get the Greece part. You know, that's that's in Europe, but uh, <laughs> that's in the Mediterranean. Great. I know how the world works, but fantasy suites. What what does this what could this possibly mean? Do they, do they act out fantasies in fancy hotel suites? I assume you just nailed the head off. You, you just nailed it. That's what they're actually they're they're reading Tolkien in a nice hotel suite. <laughs> that's what it is. It's just a huge fantasy football draft. So what's going on? That's all I can And Gollum <laughs> at the evil wall crept up and slipped away with her. Her, 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 her. That's actually Zeppelin. By way of Tolkien. Uh, R.I.P.D. John Bottom. Never forget. <laughs> R.I.P.D. Indeed. <laughs> all right, Elsie. All right, I got to run the league, Steve. Uh, I guess you'll keep on rambling. So, okay. Uh, and there's a bunch of signings to uh, a bunch of signings to go over, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's around the league. Uh, so let me, I'll, I'll touch on those real quick, then we can get the fuck out around of here. Around the league, Marcus Johansson signs with the Sabers, two years, four point five million a year. Alex Foot, four years, three point five million a year in Toronto. Michael Furland just signed today for four years in Vancouver, 3.5 million a year. Cody Cece, one year for 4.5 million with the Leafs. Ben Chirac. Kyle Dubas, genius. Kyle Dubas. Genius! Hey, I will say, though, they locked up Zaitsev forever. I He locked up Zaitsev forever. But then he got out of it, so kid's a genius. Uh, genius! Ben Chirac, three years in Montreal, 3.5 million a year. Josh Lavo, one year, 1.5 million in Vancouver. Jamel Smith, one year, 700,000 with Tampa Bay, Brian Gibbons, one year, 725K with the Hurricanes, Andreas Martinson, one year, 700K with the Ducks, Kevin Roy, one year, 850K with the Panthers, Jesus Christ, Kevin LeBanc, one year with the, I'm not going to the re-signings, people re-signed, like, because it's just a, well, you, know, you just don't want to read, you just don't want to read Gavin Bayreuther, oh, Gavin, both Gavin Bayreuther and Dylan Hetherington, Stay in Dallas for one year, $700,000. Yeah, look at this fucking names. Who? Oh, and then also, just an FYI, both Hudson Fashing and Michael Bunting stay in the uh, Arizona for two years at $730,500,000 a year. $730,500 a year. <laughs> uh, Kirby Doc, Philip Broberg, and Victor Soderstrom all signed their ELCs. They were all drafted in the first round of this year's draft. Uh, Doc went third overall to the Blackhawks. Broberg went eighth overall to the Oilers. Soderstrom went eleventh overall to the Coyotes. Uh, former Devil Mike Sislo joins the Wolfsburg Grizzlies of the DEL. Rasmus Ristolainen was caught for speeding. He was going twice the speed limit and got a ticket for the equivalent of one hundred thirty-five thousand four hundred forty dollars. Holy oh, s! I guess Rasmus can't drive. 55. Don't you see me, Hagar, man. We're almost out of here. You can't see me, Hagar, man, right now. It's too late in the show. Gonna leave the Sabres. <laughs> Drive real fast. <laughs> More like Rasmus versus the flying. Uh, and then oh, also, good night were... <laughs> and good hockey. 
Uh, actually, no. What? Fuck it. We could probably end on that one. Yeah, end it. We're we're done. I mean, the only other thing was AJ Greer and uh, Sonny Milano got involved in a bar fight. Uh, and they're, I mean, it's a prospect for the Blue Jackets. And I'm, I guess a regular for the Avs, kind of. But yeah, I mean, Sonny Milano, it was pretty good in the '80s. I mean, that was. It had some hits, but <laughs> nothing since then. I will say, I I'm not I'm not gonna beat up anybody at a bar, but I will say, if I can do a fight and I lose to a guy named Sonny Milano, like that's it might be curtains. Like I might just that might be the end of my life. I might just spend the rest of my time just laying in bed waiting for uh, the end game situation. But I, I I can't do it. Like if I can beat up a guy named Sonny, it's just it's done. All right, now we're done. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, if you have any feedback on this very informative and necessary podcast, hey, wait. you can reach us on twitter.com.org.edu. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. I do want to say we did stay on track. To be fair, we talk about nothing but hockey. To be fair. The there was no no jokes, no making fun of anything on Twitter. We don't do jokes. We, this is all just jokes actual. Jokes are for losers. Yeah. I have a Michael Raffle player review going up on Friday, so make sure to read that if you're not doing This is the exciting content you're here for. <laughs> read the Michael Raffle player review. <laughs> okay, so first of all, fuck you. Secondly, I kind of agree. Read it. I meant it. <laughs> I read it. Like, what, what other hockey content is there? Uh, yeah, and then I'm still going to be doing the draft stuff and uh, all the goals. I'm still planning on doing the goals against thing, uh, about going back and watching all the goals against to see where they fucked up, so. That will be, uh, that's all coming up. All that sounds painstaking time. It's also. painstaking, but there's also, Steve, there's not a lot of hockey stuff going on. So I got a little bit of time to uh, watch the Flyers mm-hmm. get scored on a lot last year. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, dude. <laughs> oh, wow. You can, oh, wow. You can reach me at Esteban or Flyperbole. Make it Flyperbole. Flyperbole, a podcast for people. That kind of like hockey. A podcast for people opposed to uh, a podcast for dogs that like hockey. Or animals that like hockey. That's uh, some sort of... That's fly barkily? No. I'm still working on it. You figured it out. I'm working on it. It's it's workshop, you know? Come on. Uh, Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. All of that great stuff. Be sure to subscribe, rate, all that great stuff. Five stars or you're dead to me on Apple Podcast, uh, Audio Trough, uh, The Sandman has a podcast service, uh, all that good stuff. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Well, folks, thanks for listening. And until next time, as always, good night and good hockey. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Pace got all night money. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey mostly the flyers but also other hockey things like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey steve
but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! <laughs>